Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of Ausbiz. Our goal at Ausbiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 10th of March. I'm Nadine Blaney. Normally I say I'm here with uh, David Scott, but I'm not. I'm here with Annette Beecher. Hey, Annette, how was the day? Hi, good one. Yeah, I pushed Scotty off a cliff and I've <laughs> taken I've taken over the microphone. Uh, yeah, after, after a bit of silence, it was uh, back to RBA speak because, of course, we can never get enough of that. But, of course, what was different this time was it was a speech that you can read on the website, but, of course, the best part is the Q&A and yeah, Lowe was supremely dovish and patient and even suggested that the unemployment rate could even have to start with a three in order to get... Really? I thought I read four, really? Yeah, four. The question was, could we need three? And he's on the record as four, but there was almost this flippant on the end, which is wait and see, and it could even start with a three. So that's just miles away from what we thought the uh, normally inflationary unemployment rate was five in all the economics textbooks that I poured through all those years ago. So certainly a moving feast and Lowe is extremely patient. Well, what else could he be when you've got every FOMC member also saying they're extremely patient and the Treasury Secretary in the US, Janet Yellen, also saying that there's no dysfunction in the markets. My thing, my little bugbear that I've got going on right now is, you know, we keep talking about wages growth, keep talking about jobs growth, and then we keep talking about business investment outside of mining still being weak. I mean, yes, the NAB business surveys were positive, Mm. uh, but still looking at that question around business investments and how are you going to get it? And that question was put to the governor as well today, and he responded, again, sticking to script about state and federal fiscal policy as well being part of the solution. But, you know, where, going back a governor, where, where are the animal spirits going to come from? Yeah, that's, that's something Lowe inherited from Glenn Stevens. In, in a way, I know Glenn Stevens was certainly exasperated when, I mean, back then the floor was 2% cash rate. And he's like, look, I'm doing my best. Where's your animal spirit in order to invest? But Phil Lowe went one step further today and brought in hurdle rates. And he basically said, if your internal rate of return model is looking 
for 12 to 15% return, you've got the wrong model and therefore you have to go back to the drawing board to see what investment is viable in this zero mm-hmm. cash rate future. So it's the same message, just rattling a few different sabres. Yeah, interesting. And uh, we did um, get a few responses coming through on Twitter. I just put that question out there. Um, Some saying, look, our culture of allocating money to property over business needs to change. Changing a culture is difficult. Some saying, you know, we need to get some tax breaks, lower business taxes, incentives to startups, incentives for businesses other than digging holes, houses or coffee shops in brackets saying good luck. (laughs) We had a chat with Con McLacus toward the end of the session saying, look, vaccine rollout and normalization of the economy. But you got to think there's a piece in all of that, isn't there? There's a, p- there's a piece missing and it's certainly something that we noticed during the reporting season is companies are cashed up. Mm-hmm. There is no shortage of cash. And, you know, what I wrote in, a, in the opinion piece is I don't want to see cash buybacks. That doesn't generate anything except for a handful of um, shareholders. Dividends are welcome because they, that is a second derivative spent, yeah. multiplier on the economy. But hopefully some of this cash goes towards investment. But while businesses were reluctant to really commit to forward guidance, it's hard to commit to investment in this environment. So maybe another six months of not doing much and then maybe next year is the year of business investment and we can just stop selling houses and coffee to each other. I think that would be a welcome shift. Yeah, and we've got Alex Joyner, IMF uh, economist, who we both have conversations with saying, tough because you go back to the good old productivity and tax reform and that is something that politicians at least have been just so reticent to take any big positions on. I mean, Annette, are you also a little bit concerned that in terms of policy reform coming from government that we're almost on the brink of so-called wasting this crisis? I think we are wasting this crisis. Quite a few things that people got used to. A prime example is free childcare. Now, if you want female participation and future taxpayers, we need to have a look at free childcare. But how do you pay for free childcare? Well, let's put a little bit more consumption tax or GST into the system because, as we know, this is actually a consumption led recovery and we are collecting next to nothing in revenues. So most economists, if you put that to them and say, should we have a GST and maybe use it to fund childcare, I'd be surprised if you find a single economist that pushes against that idea. But it's just not a live conversation nationwide. Although it was, I will say, at uh, I went to an International Women's Day luncheon. Of course, there were men there, but mostly female. And that whole childcare piece is a really big thing. And even when you look comparatively as to what you pay for childcare in other countries where women are more likely to get back into the workforce, stay back in the workforce. And anyways, it's, it's a big conversation and men come into it and, and traditional roles and everything else. But... Look, um, we'll leave that conversation there. Just get back to the market for a moment. So Romelius did really well in the gold space. Afterpay, the second best performer <laughs> today by, well, I'll leave out one letter in an acronym, by the dip yeah. is what <laughs> happened here in Australia with Infotech, much like we saw mm. in the US. Look, it's, it's volatile 
And um, well, it's as volatile as ten-year bond yields. Yeah, and it's as volatile, therefore, as the Nasdaq. So, as uh, as we keep saying here, if we if we wake up and and see a good Nasdaq session, that feeds straight into our fintech. Of course, Afterpay is a bit of a, a market darling. We've heard some people like to avoid it; other people are adding it to their portfolios. But I guess it, it, at least it's a company that actually has a product so by and large you know how you think the consumer is going is what you think about Afterpay. Uh, you had a chat with Angus Geddes, CEO of Fat Profits a little bit earlier on about the Nasdaq jump he said it's not a dead cat bounce he says Afterpay has some growing up to do if you'd like to hear what else he had to say you can access that via the show note and uh, while we're on Afterpay it was the stock of the day so APT the ticker code as most of you will well know we had Rudy Philippek Van Dyke from FN Arena and Henry Jennings from Marcus today on the call. Here's what they think right now about Afterpay. Technical analysis, guys, coupled with the fact that we saw Nasdaq up 3.7%, it was it's game on this morning with a little bit of good news about expanding into Europe, which is going back to an announcement in August. Mm. Um, you know, it's just a red rag to a bull, literally. Uh, the bulls of Afterpay. So um, how long it lasts remains to be seen. Uh, we we have added a smidge to our holding in Afterpay on the weakness, and we'll wait and see how that plays out. But certainly, you know, it's our, it's our proxy for the Nasdaq. Let's face it, we, we don't have that many mm. tech stocks around. Is the problem is that it's not always easy to distinguish where do the fundamentals stop and where does the hot money take over. It's probably quite no and quite healthy. The, for the share market in itself and and I wouldn't be surprised uh, if a lot of people um, are, are looking at Afterpay today to uh, finally jump in because at 150 it just seemed a little bit toppy mm. and at uh, around $100 it seems like a bargain. I mean there's a lot of things I actually don't like about Afterpay but there are a lot of things where you can see that I mean, it is the market leader we should realize that without Afterpay we would not have a BNPL internationally. So those are, well, a bit of a differing view on Afterpay there coming from our expert guests. Annette, that means it's not going into the Ausbiz portfolio, but yeah, we'll continue to watch <laughs> Afterpay's share price. And no doubt at certain stages, uh, we will be kicking ourselves for not buying, you know, late March last year. A bit like Bitcoin. Yeah. All right. So China factory gate prices rose sharply in February on commodity prices. So that is one piece of the inflation puzzle that we got today. And we get a read on inflation coming tonight. What are your expectations? Uh, yes, on the top side as well, because uh, the PPI out of China is more or less a commodity price index, uh, let's face it, since they input all these raw commodities. The US, on the other hand, um, I think what, what I was looking at is 0.3.4 month on month. It is crucial as to the inflation picture because we've actually had mixed reviews from uh, our guests. Some think inflation is here to stay and many others think we'll just get that year-on-year base effect and then fall on the other side. So there's not a one-way view on that at the moment. So these numbers will actually be quite important going forward. We're looking forward to that with much interest. Look, uh, safe to say we saw the financial sector being weighed upon today after those dovish low comments, commodities, you know, taking a hit. Energy as well came off pretty significantly in Asian trade. So that's the setup as we head toward the London Open. 
Uh, look, who's coming up tomorrow? We've got Brian Nick from Naveen kicking it off at 8.35. Marcus Bogdan, CIO of Blackmore Capital at 9.20. He's always very good at telling us what he's moving in and out of the portfolio. And, um, well, later on in the day, we speak with uh, the CEO of ServeCorp. And we round out the day with Fraser McLeod from Sean Partners again. He usually gives us a buy, hold, sell. And I know many of you out there. I love that kind of thing. Um, look, loved having you along for the ride, Annette, today. I hope you have a good night, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning. We'll wake up and look at the NASDAQ. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. All right. See you all. Good evening. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.